0: As a small biz grow, I so saw we roll. Using procurement, program and control. As a small bro, I saw so we grow. Using procurement, program and control. I'm a business, man. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Who yeah? I'm a business, man. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Who yeah, here? I'm a business, man, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Ooh, yeah. I'm a good afternoon everyone this is the business zone with Krista and gilbert's your small business paramedic and folks today's october 1st which means this is a time when small businesses start getting busy they start preparing themselves they start aligning themselves with customers and trying to put on their best shoes in order to ser- to serve these small businesses, to serve these <laughs> clients in the best way possible.
1: So- <laughs> At least we hope they are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's hope let's hope you guys are one of those small businesses that put your best shoes on to serve your clients. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Crystal, how
0: are you doing, Crystal? I am
1: good, glad <laughs> to be here. It's October. Can you imagine how, it's so fast. I mean, I we, know. we were at January and now here we're at October. October. Can you believe that? 2021, at just like 2020, was just full of so many major surprises yep. that it's so much stuff going on that here we are, October, we have three more months in the year, and before you know it, we'll be in 2022.
0: That's And
1: right. uh, so I hopefully, hopefully everyone actually Gilbert, they should be um, looking, building for 2022 is what should right. really be happening. Yeah. Because pretty much by the end of November, everything is going to be shut down. Everything's going to be, everyone's going to start working toward getting the holiday. Um, now that we, you know, the pandemic not over, people so let's not let's let's be clear it's not over but mm-hmm. they have gotten the numbers down it seems like we're heading in the right direction provided we do what we supposed to do That's the, that's what we are supposed to do so now we only really got just this month so it's really October that you're closing out your businesses starting to get everything together Hopefully, you're putting, starting to pull your documents together, get your accounting systems in place so that by December, you're all set, close out the year, and you have a plan for January
0: 1st, 2022. And also, small businesses, and I'm looking in the camera now. I'm doing a close-up with you guys because I want you to pay attention to what I'm saying right now. Also, today, October 1st, means that for those of you who will file a tax extension Mm. back back in May, (laughs) Mm -hmm. your tax extension is going to expire on the 15th of this month. So you guys want to make sure you run to that tax preparer, get all of your paperwork ready, and start talking to them if you haven't done it already. You only have 14 days left today and the next 14 days. So, Get cracking, small businesses. Do not let Uncle Sam take your money. Do not. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that that's that's excellent. So, October
1: fifteenth, uh, actually September fifteenth, was uh, uh, a keynote uh, milestone date as well. But mm-hmm. for corporations, you see, course, but hopefully they got their stuff together. So yeah. now for your LLCs and your, yeah, um, and your sole props and your sole props and. and yeah hey lloyd how you doing and your um s-corps uh you guys are already got everything ready you should have that's already right. sent that stuff over in in september mm-hmm. now you should be following up with that uh tax preparer, uh so that they can get your stuff together you can do what you need to do and then that's- we're closing out this year and ready for next year so that's what should be happening gilbert
0: <laughs> just, just just remember <laughs> small businesses as business coaches, we are that voices in the back of your head, constantly telling you things, constantly egging you on, encouraging you, guiding you, coaching you, okay? So this is just one of the things that you need to do on your to-do list to get that tax exemption, that tax extension uh, completed by filing your actual taxes by the 15th. Now, there are some other things that you need to do. And while we're waiting for our guests to show up today, we want to touch on some key things that you guys need to look at. This should, should have been a part of your business model, part of your planning, your marketing strategy from, from day one of this year, okay? But you guys want to make sure that you have a plan ready to start implementing your strategy to, close one, close out the, the year, and two, Get those customers that you've missed throughout the the first nine months of this year. This This is the last quarter of the year, folks. So you got to get those final clients. Get your hands on those final clients. So what's your plan? What's your strategy? How are you going to bring them in? Are we gonna talk about branding? Are we gonna talk about marketing? What are we gonna do here? How are we gonna get them? So, Crystal, maybe you can shine some light on some of this. For so them. that's
1: our that's our our show today is going to be how to build uh, your business social brand. So we have some um, Mr. Elliot Daly coming on. He should be on shortly after we finish our our um, dialogue with you. Um, he's going to talk about you know that from a media standpoint and he's been in the business for 25 years uh, so it's really really important Gilbert you're absolutely right so this is at this point we should be scouring our um, LinkedIn accounts and seeing who and if you haven't um, if, if you have a lot of invitations sitting out there just waiting uh, for you to acknowledge them and say hello to them, I would suggest this is a good time to do that. Start to build a relationship with those individuals so you can see if both uh, uh, you each can um, benefit each other as clients and um, uh, mutual clients. Uh, if you can do some collaboration, that's really important. Uh, if you have not been branding, this is a good time to really work on Making sure your brand is is clean. Uh, Gilbert and I—I I don't know if you guys noticed it—but we kind of changed our logo earlier about a month ago. So uh, in August we changed. Well, it took us a little while. It took us to about September to actually get it. <laughs> so you guys can see our logo uh, been changed. It took a it took a while, but we used Fiverr and we were patient and and we gave them what we were looking for, what we felt would represent our brand. Uh, and then we have a program we're getting ready to launch very soon. So turning your business no's into yeses, So you can see we got that logo in place. Um, we lightened up our colors last year. So, you know, you it's cleaner. So that's what we, we're, we want you to do what we're doing, right? We, we're getting a feel for, um, you know, what you guys like and what's really working and what's getting the attention. So that's one thing. Uh, We're also looking at identifying some revenue streams to monetize the business zone um, for 2022. So I got some things in place. You guys now can find... The Business Zone at Podbean and on 10 other channels, if you are more of the drive in the car and listen to podcasts, so you now can listen to The Business Zone, not necessarily just watch it on Facebook or LinkedIn. So go on over to Podbean and search for The Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert. You can also go to our website, com, and you can hit the button and and pull up our podcast uh, where you can listen to it. So this is what everybody should be doing, right? Closing out, following up. So that's on your marketing and sales end. Uh, Then on your accounting part, you need to be uh, going in and making sure that you have... um, you don't have any open invoices out there that need to be paid and you just have not followed up on it. So therefore you didn't get paid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you want to bring in all your revenue. Um, And then if someone has not, has been avoiding your invoices, maybe this might be the time to get a, get a little bit more
0: um, aggressive. (laughs) Aggressive.
1: (laughs) Collecting <laughs> your money.
0: <laughs> Collect your money. <laughs>
1: Collect your money. So, that's some things you need to do. Um, so, a lot of us, a lot of our businesses, Gilbert, have gone through all kinds of uh, trials and tribulations. Some of mm-hmm. them are having difficulty hiring employees because, mm-hmm. um, you know, employees have been working remotely or you let them go. Um, so, now you know, it, it's a, a buyer's market, so to speak. <laughs> and yeah. so now if you can't offer them money, you should be having some sort of benefit that you can offer them some incentive to come and work for you. So yeah. you might want to rethink that uh, because, you know, you still have to have people to help you. When you're running a business, that's everyone's goal is to be able to employ someone from the community. So so there's a lot of stuff we should be doing now to wrap up uh, the end of our year and, and get ready for 2021. Uh, Gilbert, while we're waiting for our guest, uh, this is a good time. Wouldn't you think that we should be thinking about our SWOT
0: analysis? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is definitely a good time. And for those of you small businesses, who are not quite clear on what a SWOT analysis is. SWOT is an acronym, S-W-O-T, SWOT is an an acronym, which means strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So those are four key areas in in your business that you want to take a look at. And, uh, you know, I'll start out with the S for strengths. Uh, Look at what strengths exist within your business. You know, now is the time when you're trying to close out the year. You're trying to uh, collect from customers who've owed you. They sent you. You have an accounts receivable with them. That means you provided some service or a product and they're supposed to pay you, but they never did. And you don't want it to go beyond December. So you want to put a system in place. So what are some of the strengths that you have? Well, maybe you've got a great accounting system, or maybe you've got a great bookkeeper like Crystal. That's going to help you to collect your money, you know, oh. and put some, some some systems in place for you. So that's a strength. You may have a team of, of qualified people who can help you to build and grow the business. You know, that's another strength. Uh, you may currently got awarded a contract, like, for example, at the LA Urban League, where I'm the director of uh, their Entrepreneurship Center, we just we just um, uh, put together some grant opportunities for small businesses, and one of our local small businesses was a recipient of a grant today. We were very happy to announce that a grant for about five thousand uh, dollars, for to help her small business, and I'm sure she's very happy about that. So. These are things that you want to look at. That was probably um, one of the strengths in the business. So, Crystal, I'm going to have you talk a little bit, perhaps, about some weaknesses that uh, many of our small businesses can look at.
1: So, uh, some of our weaknesses is uh, determining whether or not you have some competitors that have shown up uh that are out pricing you maybe some of the weaknesses is that your packet you your pricing just doesn't uh accommodate all the expenses now that pricing and, and expenses have gone up uh, due to covet so maybe it's time to look at our pricing to make sure that um uh, if there's a nice profit at the end after you subtract out of your your cost of goods so maybe it's a time it's time for that so that might be a weak area for you uh big weakness gilbert was if you were dependent on brick if you were a brick and mortar and you were depending on walk on walk by traffic and walk by traffic changed as of 2021 mm-hmm. and everybody's online maybe your weakness is your website yeah maybe your weakness uh, uh uh doesn't have it is not an e-commerce site and people are having difficulty being able to buy your products or your services mm-hmm. maybe your weakness is your brand maybe mm-hmm. you're not uh you don't have a presence on social media mm-hmm. maybe you don't have a presence in your community yeah. maybe uh people just don't know how to get you now in fact yeah. it's so funny gilbert i've been getting calls uh lately as the co-director of Recycling Black Dollars, looking for various businesses, people are very um, are really looking to, to support black businesses right now, mm-hmm. and so they're going. Well, I check your resource guide, and the phone is just ringing, ringing, ringing. Well, if our people did not, um, if our business owners did not say, you can now find me here by utilizing your social media in -hmm. order to tell us how to get in contact you, how to support your business, Mm -hmm. then you're not answering your phone. Then we're just going to make an assumption that you were one of the um, businesses that went out of business. Right. 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 So as a major weakness right now, is people not really knowing if you're still in business. So the more visual you are, and you can do that. You can use, there's so many great tools out there right now, Gilbert, for you yeah. to put together a quick little flyer. You don't have to have anybody. You don't need graphic. you great if you want to support a graphic artist, but you mm-hmm. don't necessarily. You can use Canva. That's C A N V A. There's mm-hmm. a template. All you have to do is put your your information, your logo into already set up templates, and it's already designed with the in the right size, so that you can just start posting that on your Facebook pages and your Instagram page. The other thing yes. is maybe a weakness is that your clientele has changed, mm-hmm. right? Maybe who you were servicing uh, is not the target market anymore. So maybe it's time to to really analyze who exactly is your customer what problems are you solving and um and what pain points are you solving for who and for who are for whom you are solving them so Mm -hmm. that's some of the weaknesses that you could have and this is a good time moving into the end of the year uh, Mm -hmm. to address those analyze those and be ready for january 1st 2022 with a with a new uh strategy and a new game plan
0: And uh, another weakness which I'm going to speak to, which will also uh, transfer over to an opportunity, is the fact that many small businesses may not have a business model, a business model design, a, a written official business model. Now, the business model has nine sectors to it. So many of you may say you have a business model, but. How official is that business model? So we want to look at the nine sectors to see if you have a true business model. So the first sector of your business model is your customer segment. The second sector is your value proposition. What value are you offering these customers? Then the third sector is your customer relationship that you develop. Do you have a strategy for your distribution channels? How are you going to get your product or service to market? That's your distribution channel. Then the, the, the fifth category within your business model is your revenue streams. How many revenue streams do you have to sustain and run the business to make it successful? So that's five. Now let's look at number six. Number six is the key activities that you operate within your business. So that's number six. Number seven would be key resources that you use to achieve your objectives in the business. Key resources. And then you've got number eight would be your key partners. Who are some of the key partners that you have that can help you to drive your business? And of course, last but not least, is your cost structures. What type of costs? are associated with you running your business. Do you have HR costs? Do you have employee labor costs? Do you have product costs? Product development costs? you have marketing costs? You know, system costs, IT costs? Do you have a legal team? You know, all of those things are things you want to look at. So that's your business model from a 360 degree. So if you have this setup, if you don't have this setup, that's a weakness. But if you do have it set up, then now... It's an opportunity for you to go out, pitch yourself to potential clients and customers, and you can use this to garner new opportunities. It could be contract opportunity, or it could be just transactional opportunity. So these are things you want to look at. So the O in the SWOT is for opportunities. What type of opportunities are out there for you? Are there new customers? are there areas in the market you haven't tapped yet that you can tap into and generate some money are there new con are there contract providers willing to offer you opportunities are there grant opportunities from organizations like the los angeles urban league that i just told you about (laughs) and if not then you guys want to be able to stay in contact with crystal and i and i'm gonna put my phone number in the chat so you guys can take a look at that because that's going to help a lot of you tremendously. The grants may be small, maybe only $5,000, but guess what? You can use that to, to do some things to enhance your business. So that's one opportunity I want to talk about. Crystal, you may have a few other opportunities you may want to talk about?
1: Uh, some other opportunities uh, you could look at is, is collaborative opportunities. Hey, Greg. Uh, glad you showed up, my brother. Um, um, how many... Uh, how many other uh, organizations you can do business with, especially our freelancers and um, uh, independent contractors. So you can partner up with some other organizations, and and you may have skill sets that they don't have access to, and so therefore now you can uh, create an alliance and do business together. Our nonprofits out there, you guys should be working together. There are so many nonprofits in the same space. Working the same demographics, and you guys can assist with each other. Um, you can go out and find grants, and now you have the strength of two versus the strength of one. Uh, so that that's some opportunities for you. Uh, Gilbert's area and space of is is uh, becoming a, a minority um, supplier. And, um, and um, do contract, contract work, but that means you have to have your financials in place. You got to have your house in order. Your I's got to be dotted. Your, your T's got to be crossed. But there are a lot of opportunities. And especially for businesses, uh, minorities and women, well, especially women. You guys, if you tuned into the show last 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 week, we were talking about the rise of women entrepreneurs. They are just doing some amazing work out there, um, have created these incredibly innovative businesses. Uh, so those are new opportunities for you. Um, doing what we do, podcasting, new opportunities another resource and a great way to get in front of your potential um, customers or clients and show your expertise, right? What what a better way uh, to do that than uh, to let them hear you speaking. You got to be consistent about it. Can't be a one-off, can't do it once a month and go away and Every other month, you got to be there consistently. Uh, Greg made a good point. Without a plan, they're operating a no-profit
0: business, right? I love that, That, Greg. (laughs) That is true. That is so true. That is so true.
1: There are so many opportunities. And to be quite frank, the pandemic provided a whole uh, onslaught of, of opportunities for our small businesses uh, to get into a space. And for me, I think personally, it's so much easier to do business online and and than it is um, having to run all from network to network to network in order to bring, meet new people that you then have to bring into your sales funnel and then figure out how you're going to convert them. This is mm-hmm. so much easier.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right that's exactly what it is man that is so that is so true
1: and i can't tell you now i've met in the last year some amazing individuals that reached out to me on linkedin and we started a conversation and then that conversation We had a couple of meetings online and then that conversation actually worked into some business for the both of us. And so that's a hidden jewel. I will tell you at first I wasn't sure about it, but now I am very convinced. And if it's done properly and utilized properly, people reach out to you. You don't Mm -hmm. even have to go look for them hard. You don't Mm -hmm. even have to search hard. They come to you and, and then you just see if there's some synergy, then you have some conversation with them. There was a young lady that called me, uh, reached out to me on Facebook. She's out of, where is she? Michigan, I believe. She's in Michigan. And she had been watching our show and she's also a podcaster. And she her area is marketing and branding and lead generation. And, um, and so... She's got some great packages, and so she and I are going to see if there's some synergy, because it doesn't even matter what state they're living in, if you can do it online. Greg says, the worst is when you travel to see a client. They forgot the appointment, and they're not at home. Zoom makes it so much easier. And here's another <laughs> one, Greg, for Zoom. You're never late. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> you're already at the desk and all you have to do the only thing that makes you late if you have to jump off one zoom call to another zoom call but yeah. you can text people and say just give me a few minutes i'm wrapping this zoom call up and yeah. then i'll be on i've been on one zoom call where a zoom call where they had two meetings going on at the same time right wow. <laughs> i think greg does that wow <laughs> <laughs> I think Greg has one on his laptop and one. I think I've been on a call or I've been with someone. They had one on their laptop, and one on their desktop. So they were attending two meetings at one time. Now, where can you do that? That's called multitasking.
0: That's right. So, Crystal, if they if they need to get a hold of you, what is that phone number? 213? 213-458-5952. That's right. You hear it first here at the business zone, 213-458-5952. So this is Crystal's contact number. So that brings
1: us to, since we're looking at uh, opportunities and our strengths, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, bringing and adding on tools that will help make your business easier. This is a good time to do that, right? So this year i um brought on i i i signed up for a virtual assistant so that Mm -hmm. people can go through that phone number that you just gave them Mm -hmm. and Create, uh, make appointments and schedule appointments with me. I have a a, a calendar. I have a calendar scheduler, so uh, I don't have to stop doing what I'm doing. You can just go straight there. It will make a connect. It's connected to my calendar, and all I do is accept or 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 don't accept or decline. I also uh started using a CRM system, a, a client re- relationship management system, so I can keep track of all of the uh, customers and emails that I receive on a daily basis so those are just some of the tools that I added on and um, I always do a a, per, uh, a search for great tools that will make your business life easier
0: and my contact information here if you guys uh, want to see it it is contact coach Gilbert And my number is 626-533-1186 at the Los Angeles Urban League. And uh, my email would be gilbert.buchanan at the the LAUL, which is for Los Angeles Urban League.org. So if you guys are interested in grants, you're interested in, in, in getting your business business ready, loan ready, Building your infrastructure or anything to that effect, you give me a call or send me an email there, we'll get you set up. And there will be no cost for that. There will be no cost for that. That's an opportunity for your business there, folks. We're just talking about opportunities. That's an opportunity. If you want to get your bookkeeping in order, then you reach out to Crystal I just gave you her number, but I'll put it up again. This is Crystal's number. <laughs> you reach out to her if you want to get your bookkeeping in order. Now, Crystal may charge you charge you a small fee. <laughs> okay, no, might. <laughs> <laughs> <There isn't, yeah. laughs> but but it's doable.
1: It's very doable. It's um, very
0: doable. So keep I, I that think in Greg,
1: mind. Greg Greg has a great saying. He says, "If you if you." Uh, don't pay for it in the front you're gonna pay for it on the back end that's so one right price to another, you're gonna pay for it so you might as well pay the more discounted price on the front end yeah. because the price on the back end has a lot of penalties and interest that go that's along with right. it so, that's so right invest, you're investing in your business these are i did a, a class last night for vermont's loss and navigating through your taxes yeah and I was talking about toward the end of the uh, presentation, it was about should you do your taxes yourself or should you hire a pro to do your taxes?
0: So here's a quick answer to that. Should you take out your teeth yourself whenever they (laughs) hurt or should you go to a dentist? You know, you can answer that question. If you can answer that question, then, then you can answer the one Crystal just asked. Right.
1: But you know how,
0: you know how it is, Gilbert. You're an entrepreneur.
1: You figure you can do everything yourself. You don't need you don't need to pay nobody to do something for you. You just can add that to the multiple of things that you already doing. So Mm-mm-mm. uh so yeah. So the question the answer to that is. Uh, well, here's the answer to that. If, <laughs> if your taxes are simple, super simple, because I mean yeah. you're at a flat rate right now, twenty one percent. If you're a sole proprietor, or you or you working for some somebody, you working, you're an employee, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's no deductions, just straight, this is how twenty one percent of of my taxes, uh, of my uh, of my revenue or my salary or whatever it is then okay, you probably can make that happen. But if you have some deductions and you're not quite sure, if you have to ask yourself, I wonder if this is a deduction, then you need to hire somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I
0: I believe, Crystal, I believe I'm very good at a lot of things in business. But when it comes to my taxes, I'm not going to mess with that because I know that's not my lane. Yeah. In, in, in order to do my taxes efficiently every year, I gotta be I gotta be on top of all the deductibles, all the changes. And believe me, the IRS makes changes every year. Every they year. make changes every year. Yeah, half so, the
1: time you don't even know what the forms are. Exactly. The forum, exactly. <laughs> forums make change on you. And then here you go submitting the wrong form to them. And then now you got penalties and interest. So yeah. So that was that was my class last night. So yeah. these are the things, guys, um in October, as of October 1st, you really need to start to look at what's gonna happen. We spent this whole uh we spent 2021. Uh, looking for money in order to keep our businesses' success uh, su- uh, surviving, right? So now we got to get ready for being able to be productive in 2022. That's where we need to be right now. What do, what does our life look like post-pandemic? So, you know, there's going to be a lot of businesses that they've been... Sh- and I was just listening to this yesterday they've been held up by grants uh not big grants but you know ten thousand here five thousand here um influx of of sales here because we're really pushing and driving trying to keep these businesses alive right yeah well once we've gotten the pandemic under control well we go back to real life So, what does real life look like Mm -hmm. without the influx of grants? Now, those of us that didn't get any funding, we've been hustling out there, right? Uh, You know, as Gilbert likes to say, he got nothing. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing. (laughs) Gilbert got
1: nothing. So, Gilbert had to work just like he was working in 2019 he mm-hmm. had to do the same thing for 2020 and 2021 now for those of you who have gotten assistance that's been, that's absolutely fantastic but now real life is around the corner so now we have to really look at where our businesses are and how we can be ready for 2022. So, as Greg said, we got to have a plan. You got to have a plan, guys. So, the SWOT <laughs> analysis is uh, the first level of that. We do need to. So, with the last, the last, um, the T in, in, the, in the, the acronym, the, the SWOT <laughs> is threats. Mm-hmm. So, if you guys think that the last threat that you will ever encounter in your business is the pandemic, then you guys need to take off the rose-colored glasses. Yeah, There is always a threat out there waiting to take you and your business out. So you need to be able to start looking on a horizon for that. So So,
0: let's go down a quick checklist of things that could be posed as threats to businesses that folks don't even think about. Employees, threats. Because if you don't get the right employee in your business, chances are that person is not performing 100%. That person could be sharing your company's confidential information with others. That person could be coming in, not giving you 40 hours or eight hours a day. That's a threat right there because you're paying for a service and you're only getting a fraction of the result, okay, the benefit. So that's Mm -hmm. one. Another thing is... There are viruses out there. People send you these emails, marketing emails all the time, and you click on it just to see what it... That's a threat. And those emails, the links in those emails could be activated and take over your hard drive in your computers. Now, you know they say that people get hacked all, all the time, right? They didn't get hacked just because someone decided to go to a database and steal the database. That happens sometimes. But most of the times that small businesses or, or private entities get hacked is because they receive an email and they click on the link and the link now take over their their, their, web, their uh, computers. So that's another threat. Here's another threat. Not being ready for opportunities. Your back office is not set up. You don't have your paperwork in order. And an opportunity come, for example, the Los Angeles Urban League, we've got a lot of grants that we're kicking out right now to small businesses in a lot of different areas. Some of these grants are for black and Latinos, minority businesses, woman-owned businesses, and a variety of different uh, ethnicities, right? And sometimes you only have a turnaround of five or 10 days to respond to some of these grants. Are you ready? Do you have all your information? Do you have all your documents ready? That could be a threat if you're not ready. So, Crystal, I want to hand it over to you so you can talk about some other threats.
1: Uh, some other threats are uh, those are great threats, Gilbert. Um, that one needs to 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 definitely and now those are threats that that hover regular every single day, from the oh, yeah. day you launched your business to the day you close your business, those threats are right there. Uh, I think some other threats are. You may have, uh, there's some external stuff, you know, depending on the type of business that you're in, um, there could be some governmental regulations that are coming down the pike. That is a threat. Uh, right now I was talking to my sister who's a realtor. They got some major threats happening in the real estate industry, right? Mm -hmm. Because in the state of California, governor Newsom just changed the zoning to, um, build commercial property within a it, it, with where you have single family housing right because we don't have enough housing for the the, num- the number of people that actually live here in Los Angeles but if we're not building if they're not building homes whether they're condos or townhouses then what's going to happen to the real estate market it's already I mean, we already have an abundance of real estate agents. So mm-hmm. if we can't sell property, we can't sell mortgages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we have no need for assessors. So yeah. look at that, four different industries that have been, three different industries that have been affected. Your realtor, your mortgage banking, your assessors that are going out, and the state of California with property taxes.
0: Right, right, right. Because right.
1: now you don't have the, the income coming in. You have it for the buildings there. Um even the land the landowners, um, if you if the it's so expensive to build here in the state of California that that means that the rent is going to be an absorbent amount of money. So mm-hmm. on an average, most people cannot majority of uh of your average individual can't afford twenty five hundred dollars a month for rent and why would you do that right Mm -hmm. so um that means those those buildings are going to have some vacancies or a lot of turnover so so we just so that's a threat um there was an article I read today, uh, two days ago, Gilbert, when you talk about the banking industry and how dependent we have become on digital banking, right? Yeah, yeah. A- and, and about viruses and about hackers. So mm-hmm. this young lady, she used one of the uh, payment uh, digital platforms. I want to say it was either Zelle or it was Venmo. It was one of those two. She get a call from Bank of America saying it must have been Zelle, uh, saying that someone was trying to withdraw thirty five hundred dollars from her bank account. Wow. And was that her?
0: Wow. And
1: she said, no, that was not me. And they said, oh, OK, we'll go into your it was either Zell or Vimo go into your app. And make these little adjustments. She was running to the airport. She was, uh, she had a, a traveling nursing business and she, a school nurse, she's a school nurse. So she was independent contractor. She was running to the airport to get on a flight, to go to another state to address um, some issues uh, with the pandemic for the schools because they were just getting set up. So she's on the, at the airport, and she's trying to make a phone call to her her bank, and she can't get in. When she gets on the plane, the flight attendant says, you got to shut your phone off. So for two hours, she that $3,500, oh, the Lord. minute she said, no, that's not me, she yeah. then went into her app. She gave them access to her, her money, and they pulled back $3,500.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. See, that's another threat that businesses need to think about. You know, really think hard about that, too, because in the blink of an eye, you can be wiped out. You could be wiped out. So, yes, it's
1: convenient. These money apps are very convenient. But however, you want to make sure that the back offices or their offices have security in place so that your money is going to be protected. And here's a rule of thumb: the IRS is not going to call you on the phone,
0: Mm-mm.
1: and uh, generally, so Social the
0: Security Department. So secure, is not they're gonna not going to call, call you. you on the phone.
1: <laughs> now, your bank may call you, and I've had my bank call me to ask about suspicious uh, activity on my ca- account, especially if and it was usually me, not suspicious, but I'm maybe buying something online, and whoever I'm buying it for may set off some red flags right so they will call me and they will ask what i will do is i won't answer that call i will let them leave a message and then i will go and call my own bank and ask them what's going on and do i need to um do I, what do I need to address? Did they call me? I never answer a phone call where somebody else is calling me in regards to my bank account. And I assume that th- these people that's calling me are the real people.
0: <laughs> I think Greg mentioned something the last time we were on uh, the show about answering any yes questions on a phone call. Yes, He, he said, if anyone called and said Hey, are you Gilbert? No. Are you Crystal? No. Is this your line? No. (laughs) Because if you say yes, they have that recorded and they can use it later on to access certain uh, security areas, either in your business, in your account or something to that effect where they're going to say, do you agree to this transaction? Yes. So they use that yes and they dub it in. So you guys want to be real careful about those yes answers. Right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I I found I I was I was like, wow, that's pretty deep because, you know, you think that it's your bank calling. And so, of course, you're going to respond. And in in, in the back of her mind, as she was doing it, she's like, I just made a big mistake. Right. Mm. But it was too late to pull it back by that time. And so when she got (laughs) when she finally got to her, her place of destination, she called her bank they were saying they went through verified $3,500 had been pulled out of her account. So mm-hmm. now she's like, I need to get that money back. So then mm-hmm. the bank says, well, okay, we'll do our our investigation. So they did their investigation mm-hmm. and they reach back to her and they tell her, well, the person that received the money won't send it back. Well, Mm -hmm. duh! They're the (laughs) the criminals. Of course, they're not going to send it back, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, then she had to go through this whole thing in order to get her money back. Uh, Again, here the bank calls. She didn't think it was the bank, so she didn't answer the phone. So then, (laughs) then they're thinking they closed the. It was just a common (laughs) error. And finally, she just broke down in tears. They did what they needed to do. Now, me i use most of the stuff that i do online i do it through paypal and the reason i do it through paypal is because i can contest it with paypal and they will return the money and continue the investigation Mm -hmm. and so therefore i have some form of uh of some form of protection between me and them i know you use an authorized net or yeah yeah Yeah. um, your systems that you use. Mm -hmm. Uh, I use QuickBooks for my payment. So money goes through for my invoice to um, from, and it comes through the Intuit system. So I feel Mm -hmm. protected there. So guys, what we're saying to you is just because this is convenient for you, doesn't mean you still have to do your due diligence to make sure that the security system set up for making these easy payments um to and from your client is yeah. something that will protect you so i know everybody has apps set up i don't use one of them i think it's veil vale, zail i don't use i think i mentioned this to um i think i mentioned this to uh to carlos when he was on because i don't like the fact that my business is anybody that's in my network can see how much money i'm sending somebody else i don't like that i don't think that's anybody's business but mine's and whoever i'm sending money to so um just just something to to be aware of guys so those are threats Mm -hmm. um let's see what are some other threats um, well,
0: well, some other threats could be your competitors. You're not paying attention to your competitors. You're, you're overlooking them, underestimating your competitors. They could be sneaking in while you're sleeping and, and stealing your customers, or stealing if you if you're in a, a recipe business or a restaurant or whatever, a bakery business, they could be stealing your recipe and duplicating your, your ideas and uh, capturing some of your customers. So you certainly want to know what your competitors are doing at all times. So that could be another threat. Another threat could be you ignoring some signs in the marketplace. You're not looking at trends. You're not paying attention to that. You're not paying attention to what's going on. Uh, I speak to a lot of small businesses, and I recognize that their computer system they're using is so old and dilapidated that they they can't even protect themselves from some of the, the latest malware out there. Uh, they're trying to prepare documents and the system is so old that it won't let them update certain, upload certain documents. So those are threats too. That can prevent you from getting an opportunity. So, you you know, guys, you want to take a look at those things.
1: Yeah. So you definitely, so that's, that's definitely a threat. Here's a big threat, Gilbert. uh, And I know you know quite a bit about this is that, um, if you don't protect your uh, your 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 intellectual property or your um, um, your patents and trademarks and copyrights of of your assets if you mm-hmm. don't protect that or and these they can they can expire expire right
0: yeah. yeah yeah so the the trade the, the patent is good for 20 years and the trademark is for 10 they give you 10 years on that so, so, here's the reason why you want to, first of all, every business should have a trademark for their business. Your logo, you trademark your logo. You trademark your, your model. You know, if you have a motto or, or a phrase, a slogan, you trademark that because any business can adopt it and start using it. Your business name, you want to trademark as well, you know, because... Anyone can come in and claim your name. And if they do claim that name, now you can't use your name again. <laughs> so that, that's a threat right there you want you might want to take a look at. So that's very serious.
1: Right. And and I think also in this one, you know, fraud is just, just incredibly um, at, at an all-time high. So you yeah. want to also make sure you're cre- te- checking your credit and making sure that um There hasn't been any fraud on your on your name or your business name or anything of that nature. And because usually you don't find that out until you go to apply for credit. And then all of a sudden uh, your identity has been stolen. So these are some of the things, not just from a personal standpoint, but from a business standpoint. And and you want to make sure you are on the right side of that and not on the on the back side of that. So those are some.
0: I want what? to share a I want to share a story with you, Crystal. What's that? <laughs> it makes me laugh. And Greg, I want you to chip in on this too because uh, this is funny. So, I received I received a letter from the SBA many months ago, probably in July, right? Okay. And they said that um, well, we gave you an idle loan, so now we want you to have business insurance. I already have business insurance, but they never asked me for it when I was applying for the loan, right? Right. So now they're saying, you should have business insurance. So my thing to them was, hey, you never told me I needed to have business insurance. That wasn't a requirement of the loan. So why are you now asking for that? And, oh, we need to have it. I said, okay. So I sent them a copy of my insurance certificate. So now yesterday I got another letter. From the SVA said, Oh, I think we misclassify you because when you apply for the loan, you apply with your business name and your business tax ID number, but it should have been your personal name and your personal social security number. So I said, <laughs> I said, You guys must be kidding me. I said, When you go to buy a car, and you get the a car and you drive off the lot, do you think they're gonna come back to you and say, oh, by the way, I shouldn't have put the car in your business name, it should have been in your personal name, and oh, by the way, we want your social. And by the way, send me your, your tax return for 2019. I'm going hell to the no, I'm not doing that. If, if, you, <laughs> if you guys want your money back, then let's put a payment plan together, we pay you, okay? but there's no way I'm giving you guys any additional documents. You guys screwed up. That's on you. That's your problem. You should you should have hired competent people in the first place to do these <laughs> loans. <laughs> I am not going to give you a tax return for 2019 or 2020. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> So if you want your loan back, well, set up a payment plan. Let's get this thing going. <laughs> this is crazy, Crystal. I'm wondering oh. how many other people came up with, uh, have experienced that. Well, you know, that's what I'm saying.
1: During 2020, there was a lot. There was, because everyone was operating in a place of panic, there yeah. were a lot of things going on that was ripe for fraud, right? Yeah, and yeah. Um, and then you, the, you know, the, the people that were processing uh, the applications, they were operating in a very uh, stressful environment because you had millions and millions of people um, looking for help. They were fielding so many calls. So, you know, and I from I their could, homes. From their homes yeah. without accessibility. <laughs> so I could see that there was a lot of, there There could have been a lot of problems. And that's why I think you as the consumer, you as the business owner, now need to, now that things, the dust has settled. Now, as we're, and this is why um, this became very, this has become very important. Really checking in on our, doing our year-end work, a uh, closing of business for this year. Because so many things could have taken place that you are not aware of. So that's one for sure why you need to make sure that you're, recon- you're reconciling all of your bank uh, transactions. And making sure all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed so that mm-hmm. you can be able to identify if there was any fraud that took place during that year or mistakes that were made uh, that could come back to haunt you later on. So that's why it's so important uh, that we do our year um, uh, uh analyzing and checking and making sure all ha- everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons. Yeah. Um, and then, if you did get any bank loans and or grants, uh, toward the beginning it was loans. Now, you know, grants. Um, you still want to make sure that you understand all of this fine print, and um, make sure you understand if that forgiveness, the the PPP uh, loan forgiveness that's going on right now, you really should. A talk to someone that is specialized in that area. You And, and I would say go to an organization. And, and the one organization that I know that has been on top of this for the whole time is uh, Pacific Coast Regional C- Center, PCR, uh, yeah. Colette Moore, um, because, because there's a lot of fraud out there for it in regard because that was another one of those areas right it was a hotbed looking to to be um to be taken advantage of so go to them and have them help you with your ppp loan uh, Mm -hmm. loan forgiveness because it's not as cut dry as people think it is Mm -hmm. i I have a client that found out that so very similar to your situation gilbert Mm -hmm. um this client submitted all their paperwork, put in the request. You know, the PPP was for mortgage reimbursement uh, pay for uh, uh, employees, right? Mm-hmm. That was what the PPP and some utilities. So they had a very specific purpose during the pandemic, right? And so she sent in all the information, she sent in her tax returns with what her, her revenue was in 2019. They then made their assessment. They assessed it for a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Then when she submitted her PPP loan, they said that they over they gave her too much money. Mm-mm-mm. So now a percentage of that this is how much they she should have gotten. So the balance of that, now she needs to pay taxes on it.
0: So So wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> When when they gave her the money, was it at the time when she applied, or they just found out right now that they gave her too much money? They just found out right now when she <laughs> when she submitted her PPP loan
1: forgiveness.
0: That is ridiculous, man. That is ridiculous. So how do and- you
1: fight that? So now I don't know. Again, there's some there's there some questions that when you're filling out your PPP application, that's why uh-huh. you really want someone that understands that whole transaction. Cause uh-huh. I don't know whether it was something that she filled out that, that in the application
0: uh-huh. or
1: uh, that generated this, or they truly made a mistake and gave her, gave that my client too much money in the first place. I don't know. But again, you can't be responsible for what they gave you because I, you provided them with what you don't you didn't ask for what you
0: needed. I don't believe they have a leg to stand on because, first <laughs> of all, clients will apply for an, an amount that they think they need. It's up to the SBA and the lenders to say, we will grant you this amount. Or will grant you a fraction of this amount. They usually send you a letter, a determination letter before you even get approved for the money. The, so the determination letter will usually say, I know you applied for 50000 but based on your current business status or whatever, we can only award you 75% or 80% of that amount. That's what they do. So she... Has received the letter from the SBA, which says how much they're going to give her. So there's no way they can come back now and say, "Oh, we overestimate." That's not her problem. That's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's their problem. <laughs> it, it's not like the IRS that said, "Oh, we we overpaid you or we gave you too much of a refund." You know, in that case, you know, they can demand their money. But this is a this is a loan, a loan. They decided to give her the loan and they send her a letter prior to that saying this is a determination letter saying that we're determining that this is the amount that you should get based on your type of business, the size and all of those things. So now they're coming back and oh that determination we made was an error. We overestimated. That will not fly. And, and now the, you have to pay taxes on yeah. X
1: amount because right. we made the mistake. Because right. you, you they told you how much you were... That was my understanding. They told you how much based upon the materials exactly. that you provided for them, you provided to them to assess what they would provide to you, right? Yes, yes. And why are you coming after little people when there was billions
0: that That's were That's exactly scamped. my point. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. And I don't see them doing this with the bigger companies. I don't <laughs> see them doing this. So to me, to me, this is discrimination. You know, this is biasness where they're zeroing on a certain group. Because certain other groups, they don't ask them for anything. They they even gave them millions of dollars. And they wouldn't even give us that 50000 you see what I'm saying? I I, I, I get it. So so again,
1: <laughs> make sure. All I can say is make sure that you have someone that has expertise in, in reviewing you those paperwork and completing your uh, PPP forgiveness loan. So uh, PCR, let me see if I can get their address, email address, so we can put it in the chat room there. Uh, PCR has weekly meetings on every week. Their email address is Pacific Coast Regional Center. So every two, every Thursday at two o'clock, they are doing a complete. Um, uh, they they're going over uh, that whole process. So their email address is. PCR um, yeah their their website is PCR org. go to their website and they will have a schedule there and sign up for that class so that you you are very clear on what goes on that application so that you can get re- so that you can get a loan forgiveness and what is it called pcr corp uh, it's a corp PCR Pacific Coast Regional Center but their their website address is pcrcorp.org Okay Okay Perfect. Can't stress Perfect. that enough, guys. Now, that I'm gonna tell you straight out that's not one of my expertise, so yeah. I can't help you on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and folks, do not ignore paperwork when you get it. You need to take a look at it immediately, see what's going on, so it doesn't escalate out of control, you know. Everything we're telling you on this show, we've done it, we've tried it, (laughs) we've gotten in trouble for it, so (laughs) we're making sure that you don't go through this yourself.
1: Right, exactly. So that's what we have to say. Um, So again, so now this is uh, October, yeah, coming to the close of the year. This Mm -hmm. is a good time for you guys to start to really uh, wind up your year and go back, do some assessments. Check, um, uh, get your uh, financials in, in place so you'll be ready for the end of the year for tax season, for uh, tax pre- preparation for next year. Uh, this is a time when you should be doing your SWOT analysis to see what your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats are. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Gilbert said, this is a great time to review your business model. To make Mm -hmm. sure that your business model is is functional and is ready, I saw it. I don't know if you've ever seen this a video on uh, YouTube, and it's uh, someone talking about. And I use it in several. I use it in some of my classes um, where they're doing the business model canvas for
0: Starbucks i think i think so i think i've seen it yes
1: yes for starbucks there's one for tesla uh so if you guys so even the big companies this is what the big companies do they go in and make sure that their uh, business model is operating um functioning at 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 the level and uh, that is the business was designed to making sure they understand fully their cost structures and what their, where their revenue is coming from or mm-hmm. how they're generating their revenue. So your business model canvas, making sure you're taking close attention and paying close attention to those nine components that Gilbert went over with you. And then most importantly, if you got any loans or, or any grants, make sure that you're very, you read all the fine print if you have to do your loan forgiveness, that time is running out. I think December is the deadline date. December 31st, I believe, is the deadline date. You want to start to take a, uh, take a look at that. Make sure you get a professional uh, to help you with your loan forgiveness so that you're not acquiring debt, You just, but you've
0: had acquired
1: a loan. I so, mean, acquired a grant.
0: So the loan forgiveness, Crystal, is it only for the PPP loan or is it also for the EIDL loan? No, the idol is alone oh idol live alone it's not it's not the forgiven it's not forgiven
1: no it's not a forgiveness the Idol is alone uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think according to Colette Moore at, at Pacific Coast Regional Center they and also Emma Maxi they have been talking about it and trying but not right as it stands right now the yeah. idol is yeah. still alone right um veronica hello veronica good to see you veronica says you can um hey veronica is the la south chamber uh you can call for assistance for your business at the la south chamber.com that's good so reach out to them hi veronica how's everything um so Pretty much. We didn't have our guest today. I guess he ran into some issues, Uh, but I think this was a necessary show as well. Just getting ready for the for the close of business. And you don't want to do that in November, December when we're smack dab into the holiday season um and and you're trying to close everything down it's a good time to get started right now i also want to do a shout out for because october is breast cancer awareness gilbert
0: Mm, yes and so
1: for all i have some friends that uh had had gone through treatment for breast cancer and um they you know they're survivors and then there are some uh thank you veronica and there are some going through treatment now so prayers and blessings for all of them uh f- during this month of breast cancer awareness uh we want to make sure that all of our people in our community are thriving and um and their support so that's uh something going on uh next month gilbert november 20th is the los angeles black business expo that all is a, right. it's a virtual expo we're excited Mm -hmm. i'm working with the team over there so Mm -hmm. if you guys are looking uh, we would love we vendors we're looking for vendors we have our speakers we have dr george frazier who Mm -hmm. is uh the ceo of uh, power network and george has just been made honor he's been honored as a who's who he just got yesterday so excited about that very good we have The author of Think and Grow Rich, uh, Dennis Kimbrough, he's going to be a speaker Mm -hmm. at the Black Business Expo. He is is 30 years Mm -hmm. since he wrote that book, Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. And so um, got some great speakers we have um, in our community panel. We have Angela Gibson Shaw from the uh, President Over Glatt, Great American African American Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. She's going to be on that panel. Michael okay. Lawson, your boss at the Los right. Urban League, he's going right. to be on that panel. Uh, Dexter uh, from the LA South Chamber, they're going to be on that. He's going to be on that panel.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's
1: one other person. I can't remember who that was. But they're going to all be on that panel. I'm in seeing that panel, and we're going to talk about uh, the the theme for this year is creating, uh, creating and sustaining wealth in the Black community. Mm, Okay. And so we have a real estate panel, we have a community panel, uh, we have uh, technology, how to create wealth and 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 create revenue streams through uh, technology. So it's going to be a great event. So go to the L-A-B-B-E, yeah, L-A-B-B-E, tw- uh, let me put the site in the thing here right there. Uh, go to 21LABBE.com to register, to get your tickets, get tickets, and get a booth, We also have our kids from the uh, Los Angeles Urban League Biz Camp. Our kids Mm -hmm. are going to have booths. We're looking at bringing in 20 kids that will be on, uh, will have their own booth. And we're also looking for them to uh, pitch their business, Mm -hmm. to do a a fast pitch uh, there, and we'll have some re- uh, monetary rewards for them so right. look it's gonna be fantastic so go mm-hmm. over to the Los Angeles black business Expo get your tickets today tickets for or uh, twenty dollars that's nothing guys mm-hmm. and uh boost I think um, there may be an early bit special still going on so Gilbert that's pretty much our show that is our today. show
0: I think what we did giving those great housekeeping tips. It's wonderful for small businesses looking at their SWOT analysis, looking at their business model, and try to make sure that they make sense of it and also put together an efficient system to run your business. And don't you forget the business, the the the, the bookkeeping aspect of your business because that's the lifeblood of your business. Don't forget the bookkeeping aspect of your business. That's the lifeblood of your business so as
1: i say gilbert if you build a house on a shaky foundation Mm -hmm. the first wind come along is going to blow it down so it's the same thing if you build your business on a on a shaky financial structure the first wind come along your business is going to uh blow blow away
0: (laughs) yeah 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 i agree
1: It's very important to make sure you have a solid structure, financial structure.
0: And and remember, guys, if you want want to apply for a grant at the Los Angeles Urban League, we need to make sure we get your business ready so you have all the key documents ready and in place. So reach out to me. And again, I will give you uh, uh, my number that you guys can reach out to me at and make sure that when you reach out you indicate that this is you know you're interested in the grant that would really help you tremendously because if we can prep you before and just so you know our success, our success rate is stellar it's a hundred percent right now as of as of august of this year it's a hundred percent because we've got we we submitted uh one folks for a grant and she won a grant for, for at the uh through the urban league, so just want to put that out there. Oh, yeah, she, awesome. wa- she uh, we were notified this morning. I'm going, Oh, congratulations! All righty, so guys, there's some, there's some money still out there,
1: so there is some money just out there. You need to be uh, reaching out to us so we can help you uh locate it. Yeah, so with that, Gilbert, I think we can close out our show for today.
0: Oh, you yeah, guys,
1: have a great weekend. Enjoy our summer weather. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys next week. We will next, see you next Friday Next same time. Friday at three. And we have Miss Ruth Garcia Corrales. She's the um, program manager over at New Women's Business Center. She is just amazing and the number of programs that they have over there. So she's going to be on the show next Friday. So we're excited. So guys, come back now.
0: All right, we're out. As a small business, grow us, so we roll. Using procurement, program, and control. As a small business, grow us, so we grow. Using procurement, program, and control. I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur.